El Dorado. El Dorado, originally El Hombre Dorado, the Golden Man, or El Rey Dorado, the Golden King, was the term used by the Spanish in the 16th century to describe a mythical tribal chief, Zipa, of the Muisca people, an indigenous people of the Altiplano, Cundaboya Sense of Colombia, who, as an initiation rite, covered himself with gold dust and submerged in Lake Guatavita. The legends surrounding El Dorado changed over time, as it went from being a man to a city to a kingdom, and then finally to an empire. A second location for El Dorado was inferred from rumors, which inspired several unsuccessful expeditions in the late 1500s in search of a city called Manoya on the shores of Lake Parimi. Two of the most famous of these expeditions were led by Sir Walter Raleigh, in pursuit of the legend, Spanish conquistadors and numerous others searched what is today Colombia, Venezuela, and parts of Guyana and northern Brazil for the city and its fabulous king. In the course of these explorations, much of northern South America, including the Amazon River, was mapped. By the beginning of the 19th century, most people dismissed the existence of the city as a myth. Several literary works have used the name in their titles, sometimes as El Dorado and other times as El Dorado. Muisca. The Muisca occupied the highlands of Cundinamarca and Boyacá departments of Colombia in two migrations from outlying lowland areas, one starting circa 1270 BCE and a second between 800 BCE and 500 BCE. At those times, other more ancient civilizations also flourished in the highlands. The Muisca Confederation was as advanced as the Aztec, Maya, and Inca civilizations. In the mythology of the Muisca, Niña the Gold, or Golden Color, represents the energy contained in the trinity of Chiminigagua, which constitutes the creative power of everything that exists. Chiminigagua is related to Pachue, Kuza, Chibachakum, Bochica, and Nenkatakoa. The Tribal Ceremony the original narrative can be found in the rambling chronicle El Carnero of Juan Rodriguez Freil. According to Freil, the Zipa of the Muisca, in a ritual at Lake Guatavita near present-day Bogota, was said to be covered with gold dust, which he then washed off in the lake, while his attendants threw objects made of gold emeralds, and precious stones into the lake, such as Tunhos. In 1638, Freil wrote this account of the ceremony, addressed to the Cachique, or governor of Guatavita. The ceremony took place on the appointment of a new ruler. 
Before taking office, he spent some time secluded in a cave, without women, forbidding to eat salt or to go out during daylight. The first journey he had to make was to go to the great lagoon of Guatavita to make offerings and sacrifices to the demon which they worshipped as their god and lord. During the ceremony which took place at the lagoon, they made a raft of rushes, embellishing and decorating it with the most attractive things they had. They put on four lighted braziers in which they burned much mok, which is the incense of these natives, and also resin and many other perfumes. The lagoon was large and deep, so that a ship with high sides could sail on it, all loaded with an infinity of men and women, dressed in fine plumes, golden plaques, and crowns. As soon as those on the raft began to burn incense, they also lit braziers on the shore, so that the smoke hid the light of day. At this time, they stripped the air to his skin and anointed him with the sticky earth on which they placed gold dust, so that he was completely covered with this metal. They placed him on the raft, and at his feet, they placed a great heap of gold and emeralds for him to offer to his god. In the raft with him went four principal subject chiefs, decked in plumes, crowns, bracelets, pendants, and earrings, all of gold. They too were naked, and each one carried his offering. When the raft reached the center of the lagoon, they raised a banner as a signal for silence. The gilded Indian then threw out all the gold into the middle of the lake, and the chiefs who had accompanied him did the same on their own accounts. After this, they lowered the flag, which had remained up during the whole time of offering, and as the raft moved towards the shore, the shouting began again with pipes, flutes, and large teams of singers and dancers. With this ceremony, the new ruler was received and was recognized as lord and king. This is the ceremony that became the famous El Dorado, which has taken so many lives and fortunes. There is also an account titled The Quest of El Dorado by poet, priest, and historian of the conquest, Juan de Castellanos, who had served under Jimenez de Quesada in his campaign against the Muisca, written in the mid-16th century, but not published until 1850. An alien Indian, hailing from afar, who in the town of Quito did abide, and neighbor claimed to be of Bogota, there having come, I know not by what way, did with him speak and solemnly announce, a country rich in emeralds and gold. Also among the things which them engaged, a certain king he told of who, disrobed, upon a lake was wont, aboard a raft, to make oblations as himself had seen, his regal form overspread with fragrant oil, on which was laid a coat of powdered gold, from sole of foot unto his highest brow, resplendent as the beaming of the sun. Arrivals without end, he further said, were there to make rich votive offerings 
of golden trinkets and of emeralds rare, and divers other of their ornaments. And worthy credence these things, he affirmed, the soldiers, light of heart and well content. Then dubbed him El Dorado, and the name by countless waves was spread throughout the world. In his Historia General y Natural de las Indias, 1535, expanded in 1851 from his previously unpublished papers, Gonzalo Fernandez de Oviedo y Valdez noted, he went about all covered with powdered gold as casually as if it were powdered salt, for it seemed to him that to wear any other finery was less beautiful and that to put on ornaments or arms made of gold worked by hammering, stamping, or by other means was a vulgar and common thing. In the Moisca territories, there were a number of natural locations considered sacred, including lakes, rivers, forests, and large rocks. People gathered here to perform rituals and sacrifices, mostly with gold and emeralds. Important lakes were Lake Guatavita, Lake Iguaque, Lake Fuquine, Lake Tota, the Siecha Lakes, Lake Toisaka, and Lake Ubaque. El Dorado is applied to a legendary story in which precious stones were found in fabulous abundance along with gold coins. The concept of El Dorado underwent several transformations, and eventually accounts of the previous myth were also combined with those of a legendary lost city. The resulting El Dorado myth enticed European explorers for two centuries. Among the earliest stories was the one told on his deathbed by Juan Martinez, a captain of munitions for Spanish adventurer Diego de Ordaz who claimed to have visited the city of Manoa. Martinez had allowed a store of gunpowder to catch fire and was condemned to death. However, his friends let him escape downriver in a canoe. Martinez then met with some local people who took him to the city. The canoe was carried down the stream and certain of the Guianians met at the same evening and, having not at any time seen any Christian nor any man of that color, they carried Martinez into the land to be wondered at, and so from town to town, until he came to the great city of Manoa, the seat and residence of Inga the emperor. The emperor, after he had beheld him, knew him to be a Christian, and caused him to be lodged in his palace, and well entertained. He was brought thither all the way blindfold, led by the Indians, until he came to the entrance of Manoa itself, and was fourteen or fifteen days in the passage. He avowed at his death that he entered the city at noon, and then they uncovered his face, and that he traveled all that day until night through the city, and the next day from sun rising to sun setting, ere he came to the palace of Inga, after that, Martinez had lived seven months in Manoa and began to understand the language of the country. Inga asked him 
whether he desired to return into his own country or would willingly abide with him. But Martinez, not desirous to stay, obtained the favor of Inga to depart. The fable of Juan Martinez was founded on the adventures of Juan Martin de Albujar, well known to the Spanish historians of the conquest, and who, in the expedition of Pedro de Silva, 1570, fell into the hands of the Caribs of the Lower Orinoco. During the 16th and 17th centuries, Europeans, still fascinated by the New World, believed that a hidden city of immense wealth existed. Numerous expeditions were mounted to search for this treasure, all of which ended in failure. The illustration of El Dorado's location on maps only made matters worse, as it made some people think that the city of El Dorado's existence had been confirmed. The mythical city of El Dorado on Lake Parame was marked on numerous maps until its existence was disproved by Alexander von Humboldt during his Latin American expedition, 1799-1804. Meanwhile, the name of El Dorado came to be used metaphorically of any place where wealth could be rapidly acquired. It was given to El Dorado County, California, and to towns and cities in various states. It has also been anglicized to the single word El Dorado, and is sometimes used in product titles to suggest great wealth and fortune, such as the Cadillac El Dorado line of luxury automobiles. El Dorado is sometimes used as a metaphor to represent an ultimate prize or holy grail that one might spend one's life seeking. It could represent true love, heaven, happiness, or success. It is used sometimes as a figure of speech to represent something much sought after that may not even exist, or at least may not ever be found. Such use is evident in Edgar Allan Poe's poem, El Dorado. In this context, El Dorado bears similarity to other myths, such as the Fountain of Youth and Shangri-La. The other side of the ideal quest metaphor may be represented by Hell Dorado, a satirical nickname given to Tombstone, Arizona in the 1880s by a disgruntled miner who complained that many of his profession had traveled far to find El Dorado, only to wind up washing dishes in restaurants. The South African city, Johannesburg, is commonly interpreted as a modern-day El Dorado, due to the extremely large gold deposit found along the Witwatersrand on which it is situated. Spanish conquistadores has, had noticed the native people's fine artifacts of gold and silver long before any legend of golden men or lost cities had appeared. The prevalence of such valuable artifacts and the natives' apparent ignorance of their value inspired speculation as to a plentiful source for them. Prior to the time of the Spanish conquest of the Muisca and discovery of Lake Guatavita, 
A handful of expeditions had set out to explore the lowlands to the east of the Andes, in search of gold, cinnamon, precious stones, and anything else of value. During the klein Venedig period in Venezuela, 1528-1546, agents of the German Welser banking family, which had received a concession from Charles I of Spain, launched repeated expeditions into the interior of the country in search of gold, starting with Ambrosius Hinger's first expedition in July 1529. Spanish explorer Diego de Ordaz, then governor of the eastern part of Venezuela known as Paria, was the first European to explore the Orinoco River in 1531-32 in search of gold. A veteran of Hernán Cortés's campaign in Mexico, Ordaz followed the Orinoco beyond the mouth of the Meadow River, but was blocked by the rapids at Aturas. After his return, he died, possibly poisoned, on a voyage back to Spain. After the death of Ordaz while returning from his expedition, the crown appointed a new governor, Paria, Geronimo de Ortal, who diligently explored the interior along the Meadow River between 1532 and 1537. In 1535, he ordered Captain Alonso de Herrera to move inland by the waters of the Uyapari River, today the town of Barrancas del Orinoco. Herrera, who had accompanied Ordaz three years before, explored the Meadow River but was killed by the indigenous Achagua near its banks while waiting out the winter rains in Casanare. Even before the conquest of the Aztec and Inca empires and the Muisca Confederation, the Spanish collected vague hearsay about these polities and their riches. After the Inca Empire in Peru was conquered by Francisco Pizarro and its riches proved real, new rumors of riches reached the Spanish. The earliest reference to an El Dorado-like kingdom occurred in 1531 during Ordaz's expedition, when he was told of a kingdom called Meta that was said to exist beyond a mountain on the left bank of the Orinoco River. Meadow was supposedly abundant in gold and ruled by a chief that had only one intact eye. Between 1531 and 1538, the German conquistadors Nicolaus Federmann and Jörg von Speyer searched the Venezuelan lowlands, Colombian plateaus, Orinoco Basin, and Llanos Orientales for El Dorado. Subsequently, Philip von Hutton accompanied von Speyer on a journey in which they reached the headwaters of the Rio Hapura near the equator. In 1541, Hutton led an exploring party of about 150 men, mostly horsemen, from Coro on the coast of Venezuela in search of the Golden City. After several years of wandering, harassed by the natives and weakened by hunger and fever, he crossed the Rio Bermejo and went on a small group of about 40 men on horseback 
into Los Llanos, where they engaged in battle with a large number of Omaguas, and Hutton was severely wounded. He led those of his followers who survived back to Coro in 1546. On Hutton's return, he and a traveling companion, Bartholomeus VI Welser, were executed in El Tocuyo by the Spanish authorities. In 1535, Sebastian de Benalcazar, a lieutenant of Francisco Pizarro, interrogated an Indian that had been captured at Quito. Luis Daza recorded that the Indian was a warrior, while Antonio de Herrera y Torresillos wrote that the Indian was an ambassador who had come to request military assistance from the Inca, unaware that they had already been conquered. The Indian told Benalcazar that he was from a kingdom of riches known as Cundinamarca, far to the north, where a zipa, or a chief, covered himself in gold dust during ceremonies. Benalcazar set out to find the chief, reportedly saying, Let's go find that golden Indian. Spanish, Vamos a buscar a este indio dorado. Eventually, the chief became known to the Spaniards, came to known as El Dorado. Benaltazar failed, however, to find El Dorado, and eventually joined up with Federmon and Gonzalo Jimenez de Quesada and returned to Spain. It has been speculated that the land of wealth spoken of by the Indian was Arma, a kingdom whose inhabitants wore gold ornaments, which was eventually conquered by Pedro Sieza de Leon.